Welcome to the Downtown Doorman Podcast. You're just tuning in for the first time. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Glad to be back here. I am at the studio looking out my window. It is another beautiful day in LA, Los Angeles. That's right, man. Can't beat this weather, man. Can't beat that with a bat. A little hot, but hey, man, who cares about that? It's just beautiful weather. Um, Shout out to all the firefighters out there, man, making things happen. Crazy fire season, but uh, right here at the downtown doorman, my prayers are with you out there fighting the fires, trying to save these homes, and uh, trying to save Los Angeles peeps and California peeps, their livelihood, man. So uh, yeah, shout out to the firefighters, man. Hang in there. Uh, Much love to you. Yeah, getting into the episode, um, LA crime. Yeah, man. (laughs) <laughs> the star of the city infatuation with crime yeah we all have it I don't know why people are so infatuated with crime uh, the world is infatuated with crime I mean if you look at uh, at the beginning man of time people always wanted to see why other people did bad things they're always inquisitive and uh you know that's basically what uh (laughs) uh developed our history books (laughs) people doing bad things and how they got away with it how did they get away with it what was their motive why would they do such a thing oh uh she just snapped didn't she oh he lost it man yeah, man. Locked him up. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. Dude, we were just shooting hoops the other day, and now that joker's behind bars. Sad, bro. Sad. <laughs> L.A. crime. Crime, period, man. Crime is crazy. And for some reason, crime always seems to be the big star of any major city. You notice that? You know, even in, in, in the comic books, man, you look at, like, uh... Metropolis and Superman. Superman never talked about going to the movies or getting a bike to eat. He was always infatuated with crime. I got to protect my city from crime. And then you got numero uno, man. You got my man Batman in Gotham. Dude, that dude was just, he, <laughs> he lived, ate, and chat. <laughs> crime dude he just he had to fight crime dude he couldn't do anything else man he couldn't have a normal life he couldn't go down and play some golf or just kick it with the boys had to stay up late all night getting bruised up and beat up and flying around and driving around and fighting crime but uh thank you superman thank you batman for keeping our city safe from those criminals out there. L.A. has always been infatuated with fighting crime, though. I think that kind of happened early in the 1900s, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, when all the studios started to come and, you know, the big names and the millionaires started coming out to Los Angeles and um, 
You know, you had a lot of industry and a lot of important people coming in and out of Los Angeles. You know, the number one thing for a mayor or even the governor of California or anybody in the city, a studio head, anybody in charge, or anybody with a lot of money, when they roll out the red carpet, they want people to be safe. L.A., our city is safe. Come visit us, you know, and L.A. had a lot of things going on, so... You know, you keep the crime down, people visit, you know. You never wanted your city to be out of control, like maybe like a Chicago was at one time or or New York City. You know, you always want people to be able to walk down the street and uh, not get hit over the head or robbed. <laughs> and then you had all your different protests and, and you know, combat uh situations with the law and the law has definitely not always been right it definitely doesn't always serve and protect and it definitely is not always for the people but it's a system that we have in place as we speak there's a little systematic change trying to happen right now with the law but uh the law is uh it can be a beautiful thing when it serves and protects the right way and takes care of its uh samaritans and people of the city yeah man it uh, it could it could work for you, or if you're in a gnarly situation, it can work against you. <laughs> LAPD, people of Los Angeles, they go hand in hand. Yeah, man, can't have the police department without the people. Can't have the people without the police department. Or can you? I don't know. I think everybody wants to be able to walk down the street or sleep safely in their beds and not get hit over the head and robbed. Uh, there's There are gangsters. There's some nasty people that will come and get you if it wasn't for the protection of the police. That's right, man. So the people in the police go hand in hand. Just think they have to really sit down and have some dialogue and understand each other. And that's how we move on and cut down on L.A. crime. There's always infatuation with crime, man. You know, I know I'm guilty. That's right, man. Guilty as charged, <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, yeah, man, I love crime dramas, man. I love crime movies some of the greatest crime movies and dramas are all set right here in the great city of los angeles man yeah it, it really is amazing how many great films and television dramas are here in la the backdrop is la and and, and the streets and, and and the feeling and you know like one of my favorite movies uh training day with mr mr denzel washington and mr ethan hawk it, it it was just such a joy. Also, bittersweet, just a gnarly movie, man. Just Denzel is just nasty in that movie. But uh, make a long story longer, you love it being being a you know an Angelino or living in Los Angeles. You love seeing the streets, you know, like you know you love seeing all the backdrop of Los Angeles, and you're like, oh man, yeah man, I jogged down that street or. Uh, Yo, man, my favorite taco stand is right around the corner. Oh, man, oh, I know where that is, bro. Oh, you know, like, you know, one of the uh, premier restaurants uh, 
is in a little trouble right now because of Mr. COVID. But uh, they shot the scene from training day at this restaurant called the Pacific Dining Car. Yeah, man, I think it's been around, man, for almost 100 years, maybe 98, 99, somewhere in there, man. It's been around a long time. Uh, I think right now they're trying to uh, switch to their takeout menu and trying to survive. Uh, I hope it doesn't go away, man. That's that's a beautiful staple of Los Angeles, the Pacific Dining Car. But, yeah, make a long story longer, man. They shot a scene there. Uh, it's in training day. And, you know, you see it. And you're just like, oh, man, I had some late night grub at, at the Pacific Dining Car. It's in the movie, man. Oh, you know, <laughs> call me cheesy, man. But I love stuff like that, man. It's just those uh, those little sightings of places that you've been to and uh, excited to see it in the movie. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a big list of uh, L.A. films or L.A. crime films. Uh, so many, man. Another one I love, a crime, crime film, Pulp Fiction, Sam Jackson, John Travolta. And uh, Sam Jackson hit you with the one-two right there. He had Pulp Fiction. Then right after that, he had uh, 187. Yeah, 187. That was a good one, man. If you haven't checked that one out. That's uh, just one you pop in before you go to sleep, man. It's a, it's a nice one to send you off to Betty by land. <laughs> but uh, some of the other ones, man, like uh, L.A. Confidential, killing it, man. That was a great noir film. Kim Basinger just winning all kind of awards for that. Russell Crowe and Guy Pierce, you know, Danny DeVito, James Cromwell. What a cast, man. Great film, man. Then uh, one of my all-time favorites, Heat. Al Pacino, De Niro, Kilmer. Ah, man. You even got my man Henry Rollins in there. Shout out to Henry Rollins. <laughs> That's right, baby. Uh, love that film. And uh, like I said, Training Day. Great one. Uh, Point Break, man. <laughs> I'm an FBI agent. That's right, man. Ooh, Mr. Reeves. Man, Patrick Swayze. Man, rest in peace. Missed that cat. That cat left us too soon, man. Great film, you know. Uh, you got other ones, man, like um, kind of creepy ones and real, like, left-field ones like Nightcrawler. <laughs> Creepy, man. Mr. Jake G. Jake Gyllenhaal. And then you got some crazy ones like uh, Inherent Vice, man. Uh, oh, oh, Joaquin, man. He ripped that one. Yeah. Josh Brolin. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. And then you can't forget about the ladies out there, man. Set it off. Woo! Fire. <laughs> Fire, man. Fire. Jada and the Queen, Latifa, Vivica, Miss Kimberly. <laughs> Set it off, bro. Man, F. Gary Gray, shout out to you, man. Great, great crime drama. Great get up and go film. Pop that in your deck when you can. You know, one one film, one LA film, LA crime film that really touches my heart too, man, is true romance. That's a great film, dude. Great cast, man. Mr. Slater, you know, just so 
good, man. Dennis Hopper. Ah, I can just keep going, man. Christopher Walken. You know, Mr. James Galdafini, rest in peace, big man. So many, man. Patricia Arquette. Woo! Man, good, good work. Great film. Uh, so many other stars in there, man. Mr. Pitt, I see you. Love, love that film, man. I could just sit there and watch that on repeat all day, all night. <laughs> Robocop, uphold the law. Serve and protect. Let the girl go. That's another good one, RoboCop, man. That's a good one, but that's uh, that's uh, that's set in old Detroit Rock City. That's that's not us, but uh, still a good cop drama, cop film. Yeah, man. Some of the other TV dramas, man, like uh, L.A. Law. Shoo, that was a good one, man. Tell you, people in Hollywood have always been infatuated with crime. What did he do? How did she commit that? How did they get away with that? You know, even go back to films like Bonnie and Clyde and The Getaway. Man, it's, it's man, can you get away with it, man? <laughs> did you do it or did you not? That is the question. Answer the question. Did you do it or did you not? You have to speak to my lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, man, L.A. crime, golden rules, don't walk after dark, don't talk to strangers, keep down crime, stay home, stay indoors, don't go out after dark. Creepy, man, creepy. I was looking at um, some of the video game statistics, and uh, it's crazy. I'm not a video game man. You know, I'll play in an arcade or whatever, you know, some Galaga or, you know, or a little uh, Pac-Man, some old school stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, play video games like that. I'm not an, an avid gamer. But, yeah, man, I was looking at some of the statistics. And uh, the fourth highest grossing video game of all time, Grand Theft Auto. Go figure. I'm telling you, man, the world is in, it's infatuated with crime, man. Can you steal that? Can you get away with that? Catch me if you can. I'm the gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, what can you do to get away with that? And then um, the old Grand Theft Auto, number four, number fourth highest grossing video game behind Tetris and Pac-Man. And guess what number one is? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, man. And I, I, I was looking and I'm like, man, I can't believe that that is a UK video game. Yeah, man, developed in, in UK. Uh, I believe it receives all kind of recipient awards for uh, being the highest grossing domestic product to come out of the UK ever. Uh, I was like, what? I mean, what do they know about crime? I mean, they don't even carry guns around. The police, they carry billy clubs. But, hey, man, when you watch a, a nation as long as they have, you know, you pick up on things, you know. So the developers, man, they they nailed it, man. They got so many different Grand Theft Autos, man. You got, I think, Vice City. 
that's that's uh, the old Miami version of Grand Theft Auto. And then you got Liberty City. Uh, that's uh, the New York City version of Grand Theft Auto. And then last but not least, you got the old Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And that is uh, the old Los Angeles version. Yeah, proud of that one. Uh, never really played the game, but uh, some of my, my friends tell me that uh, it's pretty on the money, man. About the scenic backdrop in the, in the streets. Everything seems to be down to the point of street names. And you can think there's even a, a scene where in the video game where you can fly down Sunset past Tower Records. <laughs> you remember Tower Records? Yeah. When it used to be there. Yeah, yeah Tower Records. I, I think I landed in L.A. right before they got rid of Tower Records. Then they bought it back for a video shoot and a movie shoot. I don't know if it's still going to be standing there. But old Tower Records. Yeah, man, these video games are uh, so authentic, man. It's so right down to the point of the stadiums and the backdrops and the, the streets and the buildings. Pretty realistic, man. Pretty realistic stuff. But like I was saying, that's the number four highest grossing video game of all time. And go figure, man. Crime again. People love crime. Infatuation. Man, I was looking at the uh, early remnants of crime in Los Angeles and uh, came across this little story uh, called uh, The Battle of Sunset Strip. Yeah, man, happened in the early 1930s and 40s. Yeah, man, it was crazy, man. You had gangsters, man, L.A. crime, like like out of the movies, man, like live and direct gangsters like Bugsy Siegel versus Jack Dragna for the Battle of L.A., the Battle of the Sunset Strip. They would shoot up and down, like not shoot a movie. They'd be shooting and blasting people up and down Sunset Strip. Little bombs going off and up and down Hollywood Boulevard. People just getting riddled with bullets. It was gnarly, man. Then uh, after Bugsy Siegel was murdered, his right-hand man stepped up, Mickey Cohen. Man, everybody knows that name. But yeah, man, it was a interesting time period. And uh, of course, like I said, Los Angeles could not have that going on. They had to clean that up quick because they were trying to develop a very, very profitable business out here called Hollywood. They wanted to keep all the gangster stuff on film and not for real on the streets. But, you know, L.A. did a good job of that. And L.A. had its ups and downs, you know, the riots and watts and different things going on with the people, you know. LAPD, people of Los Angeles, they go hand in hand. Has crime ever happened to you? Have you ever come across a situation where you got involved in crime that you did not want to get involved in? Ooh, man, I would love to know that. Definitely have to DM me on that. Let me know about your situation with the crime. Were you a bad person? Are you a good person now? Do you like crime? Do you want to commit crime? 
Or do you just like watching it on television or catching a crime movie? <laughs> crime. Crime is something else, man. But yeah, it really is something that uh, people are sort of dark about and want to know more about. And it's probably been one of the most profitable uh, genres for Hollywood as we speak and the world. Uh, you know, movies, international movies like The Professional, you know. There's so many out there, man, that deal with crime and people being negligent towards other people. But, you know, people are people. Why should it be that you and I get along so awfully? <laughs> Who's that, man? Is that, is that? Oh, that's Depeche Mode. <laughs> it's a good song. People are people. Why should it be? Good song. But, uh, yeah, man, thank you for tuning in for this episode of The Downtown Doorman. Tune in next week where I will be talking about the old Thomas Guide. Yes, you remember that? Before the old GPS and your old maps and Google and how to get around L.A., you know, Siri telling you what to do. Take a left here on the 110. Take a right there on Sunset. Remember, what, what was it like before that? The old Thomas guy. That's what it was like. Uh, for some people, that may be before your time. But uh, I do remember the old Thomas guy. And I remember the old getting beeped on your pager. <laughs> Or pulling over and asking directions if you couldn't read your Thomas Guide. And uh, for those that don't know too much about the Thomas Guide, it was just this big, thick book that you would purchase at, like, I don't know, a bookstore or uh, Sam French. Remember Sam French? Old bookstore? I don't know if they're still around, man. Or, or Borders or any place like that, man, that you could get your hands on a Thomas guy and it was this big thick catalog of maps of the city it uh, would, would, would tell you how to get around most of the time you have to pull over and flip through the pages so you don't wreck <laughs> but it would get you around the city uh, that was before all the uh, technology kicked up but uh, we're going to be talking about the old Thomas guide and its origin and how it came to be on the next episode so uh, please stay in touch you can DM me and let me know how you used to get around Los Angeles or how you get around Los Angeles today. What's your favorite means of knowledge to get around? Do you use Google Maps or do you just uh, ask somebody how to get there? What's your what's your uh, your way to get around L.A. Uh, as far as directions? So, uh, yeah, feel free to DM me and stay in touch anywhere there's social media at Downtown Doorman, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, or you can just email me directly, downtowndoorman at gmail.com. Or if uh, social media is not your thing, you can just uh, hit me on my website, www.downtowndoorman.com. If you don't want to talk about any of that stuff, just uh, DM me and say hello. Let me know how you've been through uh, this whole Mr. COVID thing. Uh, let me know your spirits are up. You know, let me know how you people are doing out there. And just stay in touch, say hello, and, you know, give me a follow if you like on any of those social media outlets. And uh, stay in touch. 
So thank you again for listening to the Downtown Doorman Podcast. I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs>